Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Now stop beating your gums and sound the attack. All right. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome everyone to another episode of the We Got The Chocolates podcast. In fact, this will be episode 22, I believe. Uh, And what a magnificent episode we do have lined up for you. Obviously, most people are aware of the format change that we have gone into uh, so far in season two. But before I get into that, uh, obviously, welcome Haz. Welcome Mitch. Thanks for being with us. Hey mate, good to be here. Lethal, thanks for having me. No worries, Skin, if you could just sound a little bit more upbeat and up and about, that'd be ideal for us, please. Sorry. <laughs> no <laughs> old <drivers>. bedtime. <laughs> no drivers at all. Um, so obviously, guys, when we do the second episode of the week, the one that's released later in the week, it always is with uh, someone who's a slightly better athlete than us. Well, for me and Mitch, we can say that. Uh, has someone that's probably <laughs> that's equal right. to your playing level. Uh, and on this occasion, we again have not let people down. Uh, we have a very, very special guest that we are about to speak to. Um, this particular girl I will give that away early doors Uh, she made her professional cricket debut at the age of 15 for the Queensland Fire in the Women's National Cricket League Um, she's played overall 66 WBBL games with a bowling average and economy of 21 and 6.9 respectively uh, and with a very impressive best bowling figures of four for two which is pretty elite Um, she played the first four years of the WBBL with the Brisbane Heat and still plays a state cricket for the Queensland Fire but is now applying for the Perth Scorchers in this year's edition of the WBBL and she actually is about to join us now from Perth if uh, if everything is fair and equal she should be able to hear us and also be able to speak so uh, this girl is Gemma Barsby. Gemma are you with us? That I am. Oh, magnificent. That's great. It's really handy when a plan works out like that. Gemma, <laughs> thanks so much. Thank you, uh, obviously, for being here, for being on with us. How are you going? Yeah, good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're most welcome. Uh, and obviously, you're in Perth. What's the time difference there, Gemma? Because we're, we're sort of rubbing sleep out of our eyes here, but it's actually pretty regulation time for you, isn't it? Yeah, you know, just had dinner. It's uh, 7.45 here, so still, yeah, still got plenty of time before bedtime here. <laughs> that's, that's prime time, really, actually. That's been perfect. nice. Yeah, that's <laughs> ideal. Very, very good. Um, Joe, I guess we got, we're going to start with a, a fairly serious question, I guess. You've obviously played for the Queensland Fire since uh, 2010 and then obviously the Brisbane Heat since 2015. Uh, and you've sort of this season obviously changed teams to go across to the Perth Scorchers for the WBBL. How have you enjoyed the experience over there uh, being based in WA, which is obviously away from where you normally are? Um, are you enjoying it? Is it good to spend some time with, with sort of a new bunch of players that you can learn off? Yeah, yeah, I've absolutely loved it over here. We get get looked after pretty well and 
yeah, I guess that at the start it was um it was I was a bit nervous and but to see how it all went and it's yeah, the girls have been really, really good and to come over here and learn learn how a different team operates has been yeah, it's been really cool and to be honest, to start off with we were here like two weeks before the comp started and you sort of forgot you're in the big bash because you are so far away. You're in, in your own little bubble over here, and yeah, I've absolutely loved it. Yeah, that's awesome. And how is sort of like the, I guess the the interest over in Perth? Have you noticed any difference between sort of playing in Brisbane uh, in the WBBL and then playing in Perth? Like, is the interest and promotion through the media and stuff? Is there any big difference or discrepancy there, or it's pretty similar and equal? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it's an interesting one. It was it was actually awesome. On um, we had a game a Tuesday night and. They were, they were hoping they set their target for 500 people, and I think we got just under a thousand there for a Tuesday night. So that was yeah, that was awesome to see. And I guess yeah, like I said, it's sort of like you're in your own little own little bubble over here, where you sort of just go about your thing and then go over to the eastern states to play, and that's when you sort of really get the heart of it because there is so many more teams over there. But the yeah, the WA media have been really onto it, which has been nice, and getting the coverage in the papers and on TV, it's been pretty cool. Yeah, that's class. That's so handy. Um, and Gemma, I think it's probably fair to say, I guess, that probably at the start of like the, when the WBBL started a couple of years ago, it actually almost seemed sort of quite taboo to play for any other franchise that was obviously outside of your home state. Um, it seemed like quite frowned upon. But now, obviously, we've seen probably a lot of like a lot of people that are, that are happier to jump ship and are actually play somewhere different uh, for the T20s as opposed to sort of their one-day cricket. Is that what you're noticing? And, and are you feeling like it is a little bit more accepted and, and okay now? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's massive. Now, like you said, at the start, it was like frowned upon. And I guess... When that first person moved, everyone was like, "Ooh, how how how's the state's gonna react and stuff?" But yeah, now now it's the norm, and I reckon the more the more the WBBL goes on, the more people are gonna move, and it's yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's it's amazing. You go to a different different um, franchise for two months and learn how they do it. And, yeah, I think it's been awesome and it's definitely going to happen more and more now, I reckon. And it's only a couple of months of the year, so you're still spending the majority of the, the year at home if you are moving away just for Big Bash. Yeah, that's exactly right. Hazzy, are you dropping a hint there? Or are you planning on signing for the Scorchers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come to the Scorchers, Hazzy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the, the men's Scorchers team like to sign too many uh, domestic players from other, other uh, states. No, but, but Gemma's but probably paved the way. She might have built the relationship there yeah, and well, it's going to be all clear. She can put in a good yeah. word for me then, yeah, maybe. Yeah, got, got the contacts if you need. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And uh, Gemma, have you found that, because obviously you have played against the Brisbane Heat girls uh, this year, so did you find that, how was that? That contest, did you cop any stick from them? Was there any sort of sense of you've done the wrong thing by them? Oh, it was a, it was a very um, weird, yeah, weird game to be honest. So I actually copped it more from the crowd than than the girls because I didn't have to, didn't have to bat that game. So the crowd were there was one one bunch of ladies that were absolutely ripping into me out on the field, but it was all for all for good fun. But yeah, it was a bit weird to be honest. Sort of like when you have your like some good, really good friends in the other side, you sort of. You sort of still want them to do well, but then you also want to win for the Scorchers as well. So it was a bit of a mixed emotion, but glad we came out on top and hopefully we can beat them again in our second game against them. And, and it was one of your, your best bowling performances of the year, actually, Gemma, uh, against the Heat with two for 19 off your four overs. What do you, what do you reckon you put that down to? Yeah, it was going to go either way, to be honest, because obviously, <laughs> you know, you know, um, they know how I bowl and, and I know how they bat. So it was either going to go either way and thankfully... That day it went all right. So yeah, it's sort of just knowing um, 
how how they play the game and hopefully and just then just executing that and thankfully I did that day and hopefully I get can again for the next one. Yeah, definitely. And uh, Sammy Joe Johnson said to say thanks for missing a simple run out against them uh, earlier <laughs> this season, which allowed her to face a couple extra de- extra deliveries. Yeah, the Mac track actually turned all right that one to get back to, to get back to the crease where she sort of sort of beat me there. So I thought I had to throw and shamefully miss from about a meter away, not even. <laughs> <laughs> that does happen though. We've seen some yeah. absolute belter run out. So I remember that the Cane Richardson yeah. one that's where he misses from on top of the stumps. Yeah, yours is not even yeah. the worst. You might even, <laughs> might even sneak in at fifth place or something in the top five there. <laughs> uh, very good. Um, Gemma, I wanted to ask too, obviously after that uh, particular Brisbane Heat game, you were sort of just on the on the boundary. It, it sort of looked like you were just loitering on the boundary enjoying the fact that you guys had won. Uh, and then you just got a microphone sort of thrust into your hand and, and produced a little bit of a roaming Gemma segment sort of on demand just that was just demanded of you, essentially. Do you think there's a bit of a yeah. future in that? Yeah, it was. Uh, it got stitched up majorly that day. <laughs> uh, I had, um, yeah, seven come to me and be like, "Look, we're going to try a new segment. It's either going to be good or it's going to be a flop." So you uh, could. Start what was the verdict? And- what did you think? <laughs> What's the verdict? Good or a flop? Oh, they they said it was good, so I think they were saying that to my face. But <laughs> <laughs> well, it's continued. Continued. Um, like, well, the segments continued with other states now. So I, I guess I started something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's perfect. Yeah, beautiful. Um, Gemma, I know your dad was also a handy cricketer. Um, Trevor, has he's just let me know that he actually played 111 first class games for Queensland and 54 list A matches. Um, and he's obviously coached the Bulls for a couple of seasons as well. I just wanted to ask how how that sort of helped your development as a cricketer growing up, or if you felt like that put any extra pressure and expectations on you or anything. I yeah, it's been awesome to have a dad that played cricket and, and at, at such a high level. It's he, he's been really good about it. Where um, from the start, he told us that um, there was no pressure for us to, to play cricket, but I think secretly deep down, he's stoked that uh, myself and my brother have. Um, have played cricket and my sister played for a year or two but yeah unfortunately didn't like it as much as my brother and I but yeah he's, he's awesome he, he knows um, he tells me all the time that if he, if I want to chat about cricket or ask him something that he's always there and no, and good old dads they give you the blunt reality of it all and sometimes you need that just to get that slap in the face to get you back on track but no, he's, I can't fault him he's been awesome yeah, right. No, that's awesome. And um, I was also going to ask you about your brother, actually, because I knew, I know he, he also plays, he's obviously played for Queensland in the past um, and plays over at Sandgate as well. I think I've, I've had the pleasure of playing against him a couple of times. <laughs> um, I just wanted to ask if there was any, if you've got any good stories of sort of sibling, sibling rivalry growing up in the backyard or anything like that. Oh, well, there's, yeah, there's plenty of, um, a lot of tantrums thrown from probably mainly me where, I could never get him out, and so I'd go run into mum and mum and dad saying that um, he's not letting me have a bat and stuff. But yeah, yeah we had some pretty pretty full on and intense um, backyard cricket games, that's for sure. <laughs> um, Gemma, I this this actually leads to my next question as well because I actually taught myself. Uh, Mitch is obviously my brother, and I taught myself to bowl with my non-dominant arm mm. just to sort of make the competition in our backyard battle was a little bit more even because obviously Mitch was seven years my junior so I was yeah. just too dominant no I was um, throwing too many tantrums <laughs> yeah, you were dominant right. obviously Mitch, yeah obviously Mitch was spitting it um, so was that was that similar for you Gemma as well because obviously we know that you can bowl with both arms as well was that just because you were too dominant against Corey in the backyard as well 
<laughs> I wish it was that way. He was, um, he was too dominant for me. He was, yeah, he was smoking me around the park. So, like I said, instead of me going in and crying, I thought I'd change it up one day. And, Dad, yeah, Dad was out on the balcony um, watching. And, yeah, he's like, could you bowl left arm? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, like that's something we should look into. And sort of, yeah, since then, sort of been working on it off and on where, yeah, had a lot of a lot of people telling mixed opinions about it. So it's been an interesting journey with the left armers, but, yeah, it's still going. That's crazy. So you genuinely do actually, like, you do actually have one arm that's stronger than the other, Gemma. I'm just really intrigued by this. Like, if you were to, if you were to be really under the pump, would you feel like that your right arm was still going to be more control and more speed potentially than your left arm? Yeah, definitely. My left, left you still have a bit to go. They're a bit slower and a bit more inconsistent. But, yeah, they're, they're, they're slowly getting there. So hopefully one day I'll be able to get into the, the same um, level of standard and just be able to whip them out whenever. That's still very impressive, though, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, that's quality. I know, Jamie, you used to play a bit of hockey. Do you still get a chance to do that? Uh, fortunately, not these days. This is, yeah, I actually, yeah, I miss it. I definitely don't miss the training side of hockey, but uh, my sister plays hockey, so pretty much I think I went down to nearly every game um, of the season last season to, to go watch, but uh, yeah, I miss it. But unfortunately, with cricket now, not allowed to play, so I have to have to be a spectator. Fair enough. That's, that's the way it might go sometimes. Yeah, well, I should have actually I should have asked this question while we were talking about your bowling, but this could be a really dumb question and could be, actually be one with a really simple answer. <laughs> but I'm going to jump out on a limb and, and ask it anyway because I've always wondered and no one's ever explained it to me. You bowl a lot with a hat on, correct? <laughs> yes. Why, why? What does that do? Like, Because it seems like it's more prominent in women's cricket than it is in male cricket. Is it genuinely just like a hair thing or is there some other theory to it? I actually, yeah, I've been getting asked this question quite a bit, and the um, the physio over here for the Perth Scorchers just I could uh, just did not understand why I wore a hat. And yeah, for me, it's because of my hair. I didn't want to, if I get a um, if I'm bowling and get a ball smacked back at me, and my hair's in my face, it looked pretty silly. Just me, like not even trying to attempt it or get smacked in the face. So yeah, they're there to keep the hair intact. So. Uh, I, I had to do it. Yeah, I had to do that a couple of times actually. When my hair was was long, at, at its longest, I wore a hat bowling a couple of times. But uh, Nathan McSweeney is is a guy on our team who does it quite a lot because of his long curly hair. He uh, to keep yeah, it out of his eyes. Fair. Yeah, okay. yeah, he's Wait, even for a in, in games as well. Yeah, in games. Yeah, in games definitely. Jeez, okay, yeah, fair enough. Right. Right. Yeah, so that's just hair related. That was obviously why I didn't know because that's not an area that I'm killing it. Jim, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, been asked. Uh, we'd like to know where your nickname came from. I'm not actually sure how they pronounce it, but apparently it's Mooch. And we, we, we uh, where that came from? <laughs> what a spit up! Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, apparently I don't know how true this is, <laughs> but um, it's they started calling me Mooch because I would um always look for discounts when we're out and stuff. So <laughs> I try and use uh, try and save my money as much as I can. So yeah, Mooch is like a stingy person. So fortunately, uh-huh. that. Nothing wrong with that. that. No, I was going to say, yeah. Joe, do you hang out with Hazza, Febby? You guys have got a lot in common. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, this is a we, were, we were told that you only bought home brand products because of that reason. So, yeah. oh. <laughs> I, mean, I, can, I know exactly who you've asked for these questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're on a run, we may as well keep getting through a couple more. Yeah, keep we've, firing yeah. <laughs> well, we, we've been asked for you to uh, get us to run through a, a night of your 21st. Apparently, oh, it was, uh, it was a pretty, sh- pretty short night, apparently. Yeah. 
Oh wow, these are these are these are good to pick up, Preston. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, well, obviously it was a crappy night because we're still talking about it few years <laughs> on. But um, yeah, safe to say it was short and sweet, and I probably woke up the best because um, yeah, it came off a drip, so I was yeah, probably probably woke up the best. And, came yeah, off a drip and got your full of, eleven hours sleep in. Yeah, yeah, woke up. Yeah, it was yeah, really before what led up. I, was quite smart with how I woke up with no hangover, but yeah, sort of, yeah, bit of regret with that night. But look, we're still talking about it to this day, so it's quite <laughs> funny. But it's not all bad stories with you and alcohol. Apparently, you picked up your personal best club cricket figures when hungover. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I got seven for one one day being hungover, but it's not fun playing cricket hungover, especially when you got a field first. So probably yeah. not advice, but. If I if I get my best figures, you never know. <laughs> yeah, well, I've heard a few stories like that from other people. So, what were those figures? Do you still remember? Uh, I think it was like seven for thirty-six or something. So, a bit expensive, but I'll take the seven for. <laughs> you didn't tell us how many overs it was off, so you could have just claimed that it was not. You could have said it was off twenty-five overs, and everyone would have thought yeah. it was serious economy as well. <laughs> uh, uh, moving, I guess, to a bit more of a serious note now after those questions. But uh, uh, you were diagnosed with multiple sclerosis at the age of 19, I believe. Um, for those listening who are not sure uh, what that is. Well, this was I, definitely me. I had no idea of what this was. Well, my understanding, it's an autoimmune disease where your body sort of mistakenly compromises the, the sheath that insulates the nerves in the central nervous system, causing sort of potential problems with the messages travelling to and from the brain. Jeremy, you might be able to correct me, but... Um, is that that's sort of the details behind it there? Yeah, you've, you've done your research on it, that's for sure. <laughs> this is what has the studies every day. He probably had that question on the exam two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I would have to have... Uh, <laughs> uh, sure that's that not a quote reason. straight off Wikipedia, has it? <laughs> oh, it's, it's probably close. Yeah. It's probably close. That is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, <So weird. laughs> anyway, we'd, we'd sort of like to know how, how it affects your cricket. Like, has it, have you had to change the way you train or prepare for games because of that? Uh, touch wood at this stage, it hasn't uh, really affected my cricket career. I had one one game and when it was a hot summer's day in Brisbane where my vision started to go, so I had to yeah get onto that pretty quickly. But I'm uh, lucky enough that um techniques has been able to give me a lot of ice vests and like neck coolers and stuff. So I just got to be smart in and around trainings and around games to try and um, keep my core body temperature down because obviously playing cricket in the summer is not ideal because heat brings on symptoms so it's just about listening to my body and trying to keep it as cool as possible really i might have to get a hold of a couple of those ice vests and and yeah, uh things know. to cool, cool myself down definitely I need that in brisbane too <laughs> is it like in fairness it's not exactly the coolest weather that you're gonna play cricket in and i imagine yeah. vision is quite important for the game yeah so. exactly and i think some of the um scorchers girls were quite jealous today because there's an absolute Thinking here today, and I was whipping them out, and they're like, "Oh, do you have any more?" So it sort of comes in handy, to be honest. Wouldn't have blamed you if you moved down to Tassie for, like, for the Hobart Hurricanes and the Big Bash or something instead. <laughs> that, that's too cold. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then she couldn't. We wouldn't have been able to give the sponsors a plug there, has if that was the case. Yeah, there wouldn't course. be much need for an ice vest. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. You know, got to give them. A- Got to give him a plug. Oh, Jimmy, you have to honestly. <laughs> Sam does it like just weaves it into his general conversation on the podcast <laughs> now, all the time. We just be like, oh yeah, guys, you know what that meal reminds me of? My New Balance shoes. Hey, <laughs> 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 no, don't 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 um, give me too much for that. You got a discounted pair of shoes thanks to me. So <laughs> yeah, that's right, exactly. Actually, they're very nice too. Has by the way, just as a general 
off the cuff conversation. Trying to get another another pair, are you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't go astray, <laughs> actually. Well played. <laughs> Um, hey, Gemma has also tells me that outside of cricket, you you work as a barista. Is that? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah we tried to go yeah, to your lunch. cafe today, Gemma, but they weren't serving food. A bit late for lunch. We were too late for lunch, so well, we, after two o'clock, we yeah. Yeah, so yeah. we gave a spell. We had to go to some other place. <laughs> so we won't obviously mention the name. <laughs> yeah, <we're> also, <laughs> you probably wouldn't have seen Gemma there, given she's in. Also, but, uh, uh, yeah, she might have <laughs> facetimed it but, <laughs> for work. But no, how did, um, I was wondering how that how that sort of fits in and around your schedule. Is it sort of a bit of a, I guess, a part time gig, or is it something you, you enjoy and take quite seriously? I know, I know, our housemate Baze is a, a pretty passionate about his coffee. Mm. Would invest quite a few hours in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it sort of yeah it depends on like what time time of the year. And so obviously, obviously off season, I work a lot more and. In season, it's pretty much like week to week to see what I can fit in. But I sort of, I absolutely love it. Like it's sort of giving me that bit of a reality check when coming over here and pretty much being like full time professional athlete over here. You have you have so much free time. So I've actually really I sort of take um, I appreciate it more now like where I do work because I like like to keep busy, especially in my free time. So it's nice just because cricket obviously can be a mental game. So to be able to get away and talk to customers about whatever and anything so to be able to work as well and in something that I, I love to drink and then passionate about it's pretty cool and yeah absolutely love it and thankful that they're able to keep me on even when I leave them for two and a half months yeah okay very fair and Mitch is actually like Mitch has Mitch has said Bays is a big coffee maker but he's very into his coffee making as well aren't you skin so is there any sort of tips of the trade you're looking for how have your skills been going recently me uh yeah it's been slow progress to be honest <laughs> <laughs> i guess I've, I've yeah i managed to get a coffee machine i think as a christmas present last year but um yeah no making one coffee a day is probably not great for the skills i guess yeah. um so yeah i'll take any tips if you're offering them Gemma. <laughs> you got the so you obviously don't have the latte art damn pack then no not at all every now and then I'll whip out a good one but no it's, it's very inconsistent certainly not that I've seen none of the ones you've given to me yeah, no, I, if I, I get not. it right I'm not giving them away least, yeah, I'm no. drinking them myself <laughs> exactly very fair Gemma what's your you said that you obviously do enjoy coffee so what's your uh, standard coffee order what are you grabbing on your way into work oh good question it all it all depends i sort of float to be honest so that's see, i always find that interesting yeah. when people just float between like no because i always want to be that person that rocks up at a cafe and they go like just the regularly and i'm like yeah but Gemma obviously yeah. can't do that just the regular Gemma or the eight things that you drink depending on the mood and temperature yeah, yeah depending on how tired i am yeah <laughs> you know all that varies but i lately i've been just having the standard uh, cappuccino oh very fair okay yeah Andy, has you're a big coffee drinker yourself, aren't you? No, I can't add much to this conversation. I certainly <laughs> don't drink much. Coffee, yeah, I haven't uh, seen you down at the cafe. Nah, no, nah, I don't drink coffee. I might might get hooked one day, but trying to hold off on that mm. for as long as possible. I'm sure it is quite addictive to those who like the taste. So yeah, yeah, yeah we'll start you on a mocha, half chocolate, half coffee, and then you'll be addicted. You'll definitely need to do that. Yeah. You're actually not addicted to anything, has like spending money is addictive. You've avoided that. I'm definitely addicted to chocolate, so oh, the, yeah, the half mocha yeah, is probably the, yeah, okay. the one yeah, to go. Right. The mocha yeah, yeah. will get you over the line then. Yeah. 
Probably that... addicted to studying too. Oh, <laughs> no, yeah, definitely not. But, uh, <laughs> I do a lot of it, but I don't enjoy it that much. That's for sure. <laughs> um, there's actually there's actually a funny story uh, with your barista uh, side of things. The guy we talk about a lot here on the show, Marnus Labashane. He um, a friend of the show status. Yeah, definitely friend of the show. Uh, we we have an individual play document, as would you, Gemma, where we write sort of our strengths and weaknesses on the cricket field, things to work on, and goals for the season ahead. And it also contains your off-field pursuits and your things you do off the field. So um, one of the coaches was reading minuses and saw that he'd written that he was a, a qualified barrister. So, uh, <laughs> so next time you saw Marnus, he said, "Mate, like I had no idea you were a barrister. Like that must have been really tough to complete around cricket training." And Marnus was like, "Nah, not really." Like everyone else listening to the conversation sort of caught on, and it was like, "Marnus, you aren't a barrister." And he's like, "Yeah, I make great coffee. What are you talking about?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> Do not get Marnus for your legal fees. Sure. Typical Marnus. <laughs> They def- obviously spelt barista wrong yeah, there. That's good. Um, I take it Gemma actually knows the difference between a barista and a barrister, though. She's got that sorted on her player profile. Yeah, fingers crossed. I don't want to make that mistake. <laughs> right. Well, you oh. could be both. Imagine one day a barrister and a barista. Well, that'd be pretty handy. Good combo. Uh, you'd be busy, though, through the yeah, day. Definitely. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> apparently, um, apparently, you've been known to carry vinegar around everywhere, Gemma, so um, <laughs> so, so you could make make poached eggs while you're on the road. Who you still do that? Going to for some of this. Nah, this, this is, yeah, this is a stitch up by D and Buddy Sammy Joe. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I haven't have don't, I'm not carrying vinegar at the moment, so yeah, can't back that up. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, well, fair enough. I'll I'll have a word to them for you. <laughs> yeah, that was so last season. <laughs> really, jeez, I cannot poach an egg either. Just as a side, yeah, like the vinegar is the key. Is vinegar yeah. key? See, no yeah. one's ever even said that to me. That's yeah, how little I know. How's can you poach an egg? Nah, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> Skin's actually quite strong in it. Don't you? It's gonna be all right. Oh, uh, what's yeah. Do you use vinegar? I haven't poached an egg in two years. Oh, yeah, you're vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know where you were going there. Yeah, no, I genuinely forgot. That does slip the mind sometimes. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Gemma, back to uh, back to some cricket questions for you. Uh, <laughs> there are obviously lots of sort of all-rounders in women's cricket. We see quite a bit of obviously people that can dominate with both skills. Um, and most of the batters can obviously also bowl. So it's it's quite tough for, I guess, all-rounders who are seen as bowling all-rounders cause, and often bowl four overs a game because they, they can end up sort of batting at like eight or nine or ten. Like we see some really, really long uh, batting batting orders, I guess, in the in the WBBL. Um well, I don't think we actually have mentioned your 63 not out, have we? Did we yeah, mention yeah, that? We, did. we, we did. didn't. Okay, good. Yeah. Not not today, but we did it in a podcast, early episode of the podcast. Oh, we did too. I remember, yeah. From you, you sort of scoring 63 not out, obviously batting at nine for Queensland uh, earlier um, earlier this year. Um, so you probably fit into that category at times, don't you? It was probably someone that could potentially bat a little bit higher, but obviously seen as more of that bowling all rounder sort of role. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, that's what I sort of want to work on is my batting because, I find in yeah the women's game these days you can't just be out to be good at one one of the facets you got to be good at all three so yeah really been trying to work on my batting and it lucky that day that I was able to make 63 but fortunately got the loss but yeah I'm lucky that I'm um, batting up the order a little bit higher than what I was at the heat so it's been nice yeah you you have like batted at six for the certainly for the last couple of games haven't you so you seem to be getting up there uh, yeah for the it's been, yeah it's been cool yeah get out there and actually contribute with the bat it's been nice yeah that's awesome because you sort of you say that you want to work on your batting but we actually obviously like 
batting has been something that you've done quite well in the past because we actually did some sort of digging and found uh, that you scored 153 in a 50-over game back in like under-18 uh, national <coughs> titles. So obviously there's been times in your life where you've been striking the ball quite well. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's what I hopefully want to get back to is scoring some runs for state level. And yeah, that's, yeah that, was, that was a good day. It's a bit of a blur where it sort of just all happens and you realise at the end of the day. But no, hopefully, yeah, can get up the order a bit higher and yeah, contribute like that in, at um, the higher level. Jesus, just out of this interview, Gemma, it's become very obvious that you are not settling. You're giving yourself plenty to work on. You want your left armers to get better. <laughs> You're getting your batting to get up the order. So you've got plenty to do for maybe the next couple of days at training. We're keeping as well, maybe. Yeah. We're keeping. Yeah, yeah big days ahead for me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think would come out on top, Gemma, if you bowled to yourself while you were batting? Who would, who would uh, dominate that one? Mm. Oh, probably probably bowling. I'm not not the greatest at um, face uh, spin, so probably me as a bowler would come out on top. I reckon. Okay, there you go. That's handy. That's pretty win-win question, really, for Gemma. There is <laughs> can't believe <lose. laughs> <laughs> she's going all right either way. There, as have you considered that about yourself, mate? You? Well, I certainly <laughs> hope my batting would come out on top. Of well, my I don't know. Yeah. Your bowling was pretty handy today in the nets. I thought. I probably turned two out of the sixty balls I bowled at you. So you know, mate. The best ones don't spin them, hands. That's all right. And Gemma, I know you've played a couple of tours with the Australia A team, um, including uh, you. You got a, a shared player of the series award in in New Zealand. I just wanted to know if you've got sort of fur, a, further aspirations of playing for Australia, or, or what your what your sort of hopes are for the future. Yeah, it's, yeah, it was an awesome experience being able to travel the world playing cricket, and hopefully, yeah, fingers crossed be able to get there one day. I think it's I think it's everyone's dream to play for Australia. So go obviously perform well at the Scorchers and the Fire to to do that and um, perform consistently. So hopefully fingers crossed get there one day. But yeah, it's gonna take take a lot of hard work to get there, that's for sure. Apparently some uh, interesting stories from a trip to Sri Lanka you had with a few of the other players, some stories of elephants and, and cab rides that went unusual for, for you guys, I, I hear. Yeah, especially in Sri Lanka, you, you never know what you're going to get there. Full of surprises and, yeah, walking the streets and you see an elephant just walking down the street as well is a, a bit weird. And, yeah, the good old um, tuk-tuk dry, drives in Sri Lanka are also pretty fun, trying to cram as many people in there and trying not to – I don't know how they do it where they don't crash because they obviously have no rules over there and they're just all foot like those go at one speed. So it's, it's a cool experience, that's yeah. for sure. Well, talking about elephants while we're on them, uh, apparently uh, another Aww. skill of yours we haven't mentioned so far is, <laughs> is you're a great, a great... One of the great uh, segues. <laughs> you're, you're a great speller of words, apparently. Is that true? Oh, my God. When are you interviewing Dior Semi for this so I can get it back? <laughs> yeah, definitely, we will put that in the calendar right now. Well, if you don't mention, so, apparently you thought elephants started with an L is what we're told anyway, but... Uh, no, anyway. that is... That is <laughs> Very much false. I know how to spell elephant, that's for sure. Well, I mean, oh, you certainly you do now, Gemma. Was there ever a stage in your life where you didn't? <laughs> you didn't? That is not true. That is not true at all. That is that is a lie. Well, fair enough. We'll give you, we'll give you a chance to redeem yourself now then. Um, yeah, this is Marnus' favourite question, this one, Gemma. So if you Marnus spell this. also isn't – well, I can't say also because you're apparently not, but he's, he's not the best speller. And, uh, we've, we've he is the best barrister, though. Yes, as, as we've said, <laughs> we've grilled him plenty of times over different words and he's learned a few but his uh, his favorite question to ask back is how to spell phlegm <laughs> do you know how to spell phlegm 
Oh, <laughs> it's probably like what's well, probably a trick question where it's like pH or something. Is oh, you've done very it... well there. The old back, yeah. back in what you've yeah, said. Oh well, yeah, started, started well. You started yeah, well. You've started well. There's another trick. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the Australian dictionary is a bit funny where it has <laughs> silent, silent um, letters. So you never know these days. <laughs> you get, you're gonna have a crack for us, no, or are you just gonna ignore it? <laughs> <laughs> she's avoiding that. She's avoiding that like the plague. I don't mind that. That's good. She's got <laughs> the first two letters. You're the first two letters, right? But we'll, yeah. we'll put it down as a miss if you're not gonna keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just she's gonna let it go to the keeper. Through the happy, keeper. You're happy with that. Well, yeah. That's fair. And we're not even gonna reveal that for anyone else because if Gemma's not doing it, then we're just we're not gonna let them know. They can go and work it out for their homework. As she probably could have, uh, probably could have googled it in this time. And smart, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, she bought herself enough time that she easily could have. That's yeah. for sure. We'll get Manu back on. You want to be rude and not talk to you guys, you know? Yeah, no, very fair. Um, Gemma, I guess we always, uh, we always sort of provide all of our guests with a uh, with a little opportunity at the end of every podcast where they essentially just get to spray has if they if they uh, wish to take up that offer. <laughs> so, <laughs> have you got any? We've had sort of Luke Felbert on, Matt Redshaw on, and they just teed <laughs> off on has about obviously his stingy nature. But because we've also discovered that you're in a similar boat there, you might have to look uh, for a different topic. But have you got any dirt on has that we can use in future episodes? Oh. I don't know. I think, well, it was about time that you got a haircut. That's for sure. I, think, I know all the girls were, were hassling you for the whole time that you had the long hair. So we're yeah. all pretty stoked when you got the short hair. That's for sure. <laughs> was there any, was there any like positive feedback on that hair, Gemma, that you sort of, that you saw at training, like at any stage, because Sam used to always come back, like when we, in the early days of having it on the podcast, he was like, nah, like some people actually really like it. I was like, who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> Well, none of the girls did, so. <laughs> uh, there, were, there was not many positives out there. There was a lot of negatives, that's for sure. But yeah, I think you just did it out of spite, really. Yeah. yeah. I, I wanted to you look like a surfer. You a lot better with short hair, that's for sure. Thanks, Jen. But uh, it, was, it was a bit of a branding thing, you know. You need to look like a surfer, you know, and uh, it worked. Like, yeah. no, talks, no talk surfers came on board. There he so. is again. Sneaks in his <laughs> yeah, personal sponsor. Drop in the sponsor. <laughs> that's exactly right. He kills it. Uh, Gemma, we appreciate you joining us tonight so much, obviously, from Perth, uh, and we wish you all the best uh, of luck for, obviously, the rest of the WBBL season, uh, but then when you get back to Queensland with the Queensland Fire as well, we'll obviously be following you very closely now that you've also got friend of the show status. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. It was good fun. It was good banter. No, no worries at all. You're welcome anytime, and we'll obviously uh, organise those other couple of interviews that we need to so we can use you as a source to get some dirt on other players yeah. as well. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's Thanks, perfect. Cheers. Thank you so much, Gemma. No thank you. Oh, right, guys. That was our interview with Gemma Barsby. Um, absolute machine. She was great to talk to. Has thank you very much for organising that one. Yeah, good to get her on the phone, and uh, it was pretty cool to be able to stitch her up with a few last stories from her teammates back here in Queensland. 
Yeah, you most certainly did stitch her up, actually. That was fantastic. I think she really appreciated that and looks forward to a return serve when she gets the opportunity. Yeah, I had to make the most of the contacts. <laughs> Very good, Has Keep an eye out for more of those for us. Uh, so, yeah, guys, that was obviously Gemma Barsby. Uh, go back and have a listen to that one. That was episode 22. Uh, obviously we hope that you enjoyed and liked the episode as much as we sort of enjoyed making it Uh, if that is the case then obviously do get around us on uh, Apple Podcasts on Spotify make sure you go and like and subscribe and give us a rating there so that you don't miss an episode that would be ideal Uh, and then obviously Skin we want people to continue to liaise with us on our social media streams don't we where can they find us where can they communicate we do lethal uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter are the go-tos you can check us out on YouTube as well and obviously send us an email if you have any any ideas for anything we should be talking about in, yeah, the, in the upcoming episodes and that email address is personalised it's hello at wegotthechocolates.com.au also any sort of people that you think has, should be friends with and should start to form relationships with so we can get them on the show as well send through a couple of those requests or anyone else here on the panel as well oh yeah, yeah. sorry yeah well Sorry, how's just that you need the most friends. That's all I was saying. (laughs) (laughs) Socially struggling. No, that's fair enough. Anyone else on the panel as well? Probably Skin. You've you've got a couple that lined up, don't you? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Magnificent. Uh, Guys, please let us know your stories from uh, any sporting games that you play in across the weekend. We certainly love hearing from you and we love talking about you. Uh, And we'll be back with another episode next week. Thank you. Cheers. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.